Welcome to the 10-Minute Life Coaching Program, presented by me, Jay Cleveland Payne, one of the peak performance advisors from Fast Forward Business Properties. In the span of about 10 minutes, I'll present to you a show filled with a few ideas that I believe will help you improve your business and your personal lives, and then try the upsell to hopefully get you to sign up for some one-on-one sessions with one of our peak performance advisors. I'm also going to let you help me keep me on track by giving some details on some of the features and programs we have in production, and then try one more time on the upsell. In today's show, we're going to highlight a phenomenon that will come to no surprise to any anglers listening to the podcast. The phenomenon is the ever-growing fishtail. You may be able to laugh at your uncle and the story of the fish that he caught a week ago that seems to have grown a thousand percent since you first heard the story, but you'll probably won't be laughing if your professional credibility is lost when your narrative grows beyond the belief of those you need to impress. So let's start the clock and get to work. A good fish story is hard to resist, both hearing them and being able to tell them. Learning the skills needed to spin a tale of growing fish that you almost caught is more of a rite of passage. It's what you are almost expected to do if you're a fisherman. It's even fun to see just how animated you can become as you become more and more unbelievable in your story. Now, hunters do this as well. In the solidarity of waiting, it's easy to weave in your mind the size of the game that walked across your path that barely got away before anything has even walked across your path. Creative embellishment wouldn't be such an issue if it were an action exclusive to outdoorsmen. The problem is... We see issues with the stretching of the truth until it becomes an outright lie just about everywhere, originating from just about everyone. Now, I want to make it clear that we are not talking about lying or liars in this podcast. Uh, And while we are talking about people whose words may not be as truthful as they should be, you have to remember that that might not necessarily be on purpose. And there's not a need to condemn people in this podcast. I'm also going to say up front that it's going to be a hard podcast to sort of contain in a lesson, despite how many times I rewrite and review the lesson. And it's just an odd sense of irony that it is a lesson on people who happen to tell fish stories. Now, I'm going to attempt to clarify the behavior we want to highlight in this lesson by using what's going to be an unfortunate stereotypical example that you are sure to quickly identify with, and that being a salesperson, and just think along the lines of the commission kind. I personally get the chance to see an incubation of salespeople on a daily basis, and I am often drawn into their closing process with their clients with the incentive that a monthly bump in salary for me is riding on the success of the salesperson who called me in. If they can get that sale and then collect payment from the customers, it becomes instantly beneficial to me to work with them. So I do my best to work with them. But one of the first questions I always ask the salesperson is, what exactly do you think you are trying to sell to the customer? It's not exactly the most polite way to join into a partnership, and it is definitely not asked in front of the potential clients to put any cause to see that there might be some tension between us from the get-go. But the question has actually evolved from my own personal evolution to become a better and more patient person. Focusing less on my ability to always get my part of a project done and more on being a team player in the process of moving the project along. And I learned that I can't educate anyone to a proper process or procedure that actually refuses to learn a proper process or procedure. 
the only motivation I have to get them to fall in line in getting processes and procedures into a semblance of order is to basically insist that the salesperson follow the production plans to the letter with the consequences of not dotting the I's and crossing the T's being to not move beyond the, this very spot, ensuring that the salesperson would not get the customer's project done on time, then neither the salesperson or I are getting any extra pay in it. And I've actually used this motivation a few times. The outcome was surprising. Because of the structure of the program and the way things worked, the salespeople didn't really get angry enough to try to get me fired for stopping the process or learn a lesson of working the system the proper way to ensure that we all got paid. They just moved on to something else that was less complicated and didn't involve me. So, yes, as a fan of steady monthly income, I caved and I used it as a lesson on needing to be a bigger person. But I know better than to just let the salespeople just come to me with the request from their clients. Because left to their own devices, the customers tend to just spew a listing of things that you know they think they want. And the salespeople tend to just go along with what's being said and then ensure the customer that what they want is exactly what we plan to give them. And then present me a hastily prepared proposal for production that is nowhere near what we can even give the customer. But at this point, the customer now expects this. This is the reason why salespeople get such a bad rap. As they work the art of selling you something, whether you really want to buy it or not, their best tactic is to highlight the high points and do their best to not mention any low points. Just keep them out of mind if possible. A less scrupulous salesperson may say an outfit looks good on you when it really doesn't. They may tell you that the gas mileage on this vehicle isn't too bad when it really, really is. Or they may tout the features that the most popular model has, knowing full well that the model that you are buying and they are selling is not the most popular model and does not have all of those features they are touting. So when I'm dealing with my salespeople, knowing exactly what they think they are trying to sell helps me stop the salesperson from offering up promises to customers that we cannot possibly deliver just in hopes of getting a signed contract. Or it helps out with damage control on the other end after the contract has been signed to ensure just how far above and beyond I have to go to my production people to get this to be as close to what is expected as the output as possible. In the sales arena, the sooner you can decipher a fishtail that is being spun your way, the easier time you have in dealing with the teller and the need to work with them to get what you need accomplished. Not exactly the smoothest example in the world, but hopefully you can follow and get the gist of it. If it doesn't work, don't hesitate to tell me so in comments on the blog or by emailing me at 10minutelifecoach at att.net. So now that I've attempted to lay out a basic understanding of what we're dealing with in the fishtails, let's get into the common situations where you'll probably see these in action, assuming you're not dealing with people in commission sales, where you will see them in action just as I described them already. Now you're dealing with another person who is right now feeding you a line of total crap. You know that their words are useless and insincere, but somehow... The words just keep coming, and they seem, yes, they seem to believe every single one of the words coming out of their mouth. Now, you can recognize this as a fishtail, minus any fish being integral to the tail itself, 
But instead of the steady growth of the largest fish you would have ever seen, if they would have been able to reel it in, you are hearing about how great their job is. Or maybe it's about their amazing love life with that guy or that girl of their dreams. Or how stable and normal their kids are compared to the rest of the kids in the world these days. Whatever it is, you really want to put some thigh-high boots on and go grab a shovel because it's coming out pretty thick and very heavy. So how do you handle yourself? Well, if it's a friend or family member, you might be more amenable to letting it go, just letting it slide, really. If their embellishment isn't a flat-out lie and it doesn't really hurt anyone, then attempts to steer their imagination closer to what actually is reality is great, but we're probably not looking for a need for a reality show-style intervention. But what if it's a friend or family member who is on the verge of being delusional? What if it's a coworker or a boss and the words they're speaking are embarrassing their peers and bringing down the company? What if the person telling the fishtails happens to be the person you see staring back at you when you look into a mirror? You've got to be careful how you play these situations, but you've got to deal with them as quickly and cautiously as you possibly can. Now, if you can easily talk to your friend or family member, just simply talk with them. Let them explain out what they're trying to say with as little judgment as possible. It might seem a little sneaky, but just being overly curious to their motivations and the plans behind their plans will draw out details. And the more actual details that are spoken, the closer your friend or family member will come to either selling you on their wild ideas or selling themselves that their wild ideas might not be quite ready for the world to see. If this tactic doesn't work and they insist on carrying on, unless they happen to be your children and under the age of legal consent, you have to remember that they are not your personal responsibility. Divorcing yourself of a family member may be harder than divorcing yourself of a friend, but it is possible, not easy, but possible if necessary for the person who is spewing the words that aren't quite jiving with your life. Now let's talk about the people who are talking a bit too much at work. They're offering promises that can't be kept or maybe lying about getting work done or the level of quality of the work that's actually being delivered. Here, you need to evaluate your status before you decide if you are the one to actually make this fix. If you are a peer and in good standing, or if you have a relationship where you can actually speak freely with your boss, you can have a talk with a person similar to how I suggest you handle the friend or family member. If you're not in good standing or are not on those type of terms with your boss, you've got to elevate the issue up the chain of command and not be afraid of the consequences. The outcome of your conversation above their head could have some repercussions that come back to you based on the reaction of the person you are accusing of telling the fishtails. If you fear repercussions, see actual repercussions, or suspect that the culture of the company won't allow for a change anyway, I suggest you start reviewing what skills you have to offer other companies. Other companies would probably love to have you there, especially if you are frank with people who aren't so frank with you. If the words that are setting you off happen to be the words that are coming out of your own mouth, the solution is very simple. Just stop it. I will warn you that the execution will not be as simple, but that is generally the case with simple solutions. If you need to, get an accountability partner to help you keep you and your words in check from now on. 
This is not about the fine art of spinning in the fishtail. It's about making sure that the words you are using truly represent who you are. That puts a wrap on the main theme for this week. If you like the advice given or the advisor given the advice, despite the choppiness of this week's advice, why don't you consider a more serious investment into your personal improvement journey for yourself or even your business? If you're ready for some serious one-on-one work, we can set you up with that with one of our peak performance advisors. We set up for regular phone coaching sessions of about an hour long so, and there is no long-term commitment necessary. We will keep you as long as you need to be kept. When you think you're done, we will release you. No questions asked. For more information on one-on-one coaching, it's simple. Send an email to peakperformanceadvisors at att.net. So I've given you this week's advice, and I've asked you to make an upgrade. This is the point where I let you, the listeners, hold my feet to the fire on upcoming projects that my brain cooks up that sometimes we have a hard time delivering on. So I get to be accountable to you, and we call this segment, because of that, the Accountability on Me segment. And it doesn't matter if this is your first time listening or if you've been here for a while. Anyone listening has a chance to respond to anything said in this section. Now, I'll have to admit I had a very hard time working on this lesson for this week. Instead of just going ahead with the already prepared lesson on the pain of progress, which is now three weeks behind its initial launch, I decided to work up another inspired topic. And, well, you heard how it turned out. It turned out as well as it could. Not great, just as well as it could. Sometimes it's really hard to get these things done, to be honest. It might be the inspiration to get it done. It might be the mechanics sometime and making it work. And sometimes everything seems to be a perfect fit. Sometimes everything looks like it's great, and then it just doesn't work for some reason. If you've been here for just a few weeks, you've known that we've been in a state of flux for all the workings for Peak Performance Advisors Division of Fast Forward Business Properties, where this podcast is delivered from, including just getting these things done honestly. And for the past few weeks, I've asked for very little, mostly just in the form of input from you from the survey we put out, and we were glad about that input. This week, I'm asking you straight up for a little more support. I'm not talking about monetary, not talking about money or donations, and especially since we we stopped taking money for the $10 Life Coach program, I'm really just needing support. If you're a subscriber to the podcast on iTunes, a review would be outstanding to help other people find us so we can grow, get information and ideas. A review at any source site for the podcast would be awesome wherever you get it from. And if you don't pull from the RSS feed and you get this uh, via the website, um, sending us an attaboy via the website in the postings there or sending us an email or posting to our Facebook page or something from our Twitter feed, that would be just as great. So for next week, here are some places where you can possibly find us. You can find us, of course, on iTunes or various other podcast sites. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, our sign is at Minute Life Coach. And go to our website, which is, of course, 10minutelifecoach.com. This week, I'm putting it all out there for the asking for just a little bit of extra love. Reviews, likes, tweets, and all of the like. No shame in my game for this week. I am looking for some responses. As always, you're free to send me encouragement, ridicule, questions about my general sanity. Whatever you like, via comments on the website or via email at 10minutelifecoach.com at att.net. And that's a wrap for this week's program. 
I'm Jay Cleveland Payne, and thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Life Coaching Program. For more information on the show, visit its online home at 10MinuteLifeCoach.com. Information on signing up for Peak Performance Advisors Coaching one-on-one sessions via phone, and there is some email work there as well. That's very simple. Just send us an email for that one. We'll get in touch with you. That is, of course, Peak Performance Advisors, A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S, at att.net. Next week on the 10-Minute Life Coach Podcast, I'll present some more ideas and tips to help you get your business and your personal life in order for absolutely no monetary charge. All I'm asking of you is about 10 minutes of your time. Until then, I say again, thank you 